Let's just close our eyes and fix our hearts on Him as we hear that promise. I will rescue you. And Father, right now in this moment, we're trusting in all that Jesus has promised and all that Jesus has done. That nothing we face, no challenge, no opposition, is any match for our Lord Jesus and the power of God that He rules in this universe to display your power and display your love. So we trust you, Lord. In this moment, we don't declare it again. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Holy Spirit. My life is yours. Your life is mine. Thank you. We worship you because you're worth it. We love you because you first loved us. We trust you because you are trustworthy. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. One of the ways that we demonstrate our trust is with our giving. Uh, when we return that first 10% to God, we're saying, God, I'm trusting you for every detail of my life. And so as we finish this worship time together, we usually love to uh, receive our tithes and offerings. Uh, as we trust God with our finances, he said, where your money is is where your heart is. And so we're giving to him because he has our hearts and he has our lives. So if you could you put that up for me, please, Renee? If you're giving, not that one, the, uh, the how to give. Thank you. Uh, if you're giving by check or by cash, you can find an envelope on the tables. Uh, if it's a check, you don't need to use an envelope, or you're welcome to. Uh, and uh, if you're giving uh, with a card, you can go online to our website, or you can use the app uh, on your phones if you've already done that. If not, you can text uh, a dollar amount to 84321, and uh, that will lead you through the steps for that. So, Father, thank you that you've provided for us so that we can give back to you an acknowledgement of your provision. And uh, whether we have to say, God, I'm trusting you, because <laughs> I look at my statements and it doesn't look great, but we look at you and you look great. So we're trusting you for your provision, just as we're trusting you for every other detail of our lives. So, hallelujah. Let's go ahead and pass the baskets, if I can give one to you to pass along there, Carol, please. And then I'll put one over this way. Uh, Robert and Jamie, if you want to pass that one around, thank you. And while the baskets are going round, let me say another warm welcome to Catch the Fire Myrtle Beach. And uh, whether you're visiting or whether you're a regular or whether this is your first time, uh, we're glad you're here. If you look on the tables, you'll see a welcome brochure. If you haven't already got one of those, please take one. You'll also see, <coughs> excuse me, you'll also see the Connect postcard there. If we don't have your details to stay in touch with you, please fill one of those out. You can drop it in one of the offering boxes by the exits, or you can put it in the basket um, at the back. And we would love to add you to the list so you get the news of what's going on week by week. And uh, so welcome to that. Uh, you can take that down now, Renee. Thank you. And I uh, want to spend a little bit of time on some family news. Actually, let's start with Sister's Closet. and Not Sister's Closet. Uh, uh, prophetic Art. So uh, Crystal um, and who else? Jamie, I think, has something to share from that as well. And then Carol, I think. Or anybody else who was at Prophetic Art, come on up and tell us 
All right, loads of you. All right, Crystal, over to you. Lead us through that. Well, 16 women came in, two men, and uh, it was just beautiful. It was wonderful. You all can come up. I just wanted to share that. I think, you know, we don't just do the art, but we kind of talk about our pieces at the end. And some of the stories, I'm not going to go into all the stories, but I just want to say some of the stories that the ladies shared, they really... I mean, they open up and they talk about where they've been and what they've been through and how far that God has brought them and their tears. And and it's just a beautiful sight because it brings freedom. It it has brought healing and it's brought encouragement to, to many of the women there. And like even the prophetic part of it, one of the ladies has said, you know, I never even knew that God could speak in that kind of a way. You know, I I wasn't even familiar with what the prophetic was, and now I, you know, she understands it better, and she can hear from God even more than she thought that she could. But there's just so many, there were so many beautiful stories. Carol, did you want to share something? It's not just Catch the Fire. We have multiple churches represented. And people who are not in church. Um... A good friend of mine that I work with, with YWAM, has, has been coming for several months, and she sees it as an outreach program. And so she was sharing with a Vietnamese lady and led her to Christ one day, one Saturday, and she came with her. Now that lady's brought her brother, who's 15 years old, and her father came last night which was amazing. The other cool thing, I think, is her brother's 15. Joanne, back here, brings her aunt, who's 101. So we, we, it's not just for one age group. And if you don't think you can do art, I beg to differ with you. This lady is not artistic. I'm teaching, and when I was teaching school, my kids would laugh at me I was back in the chalk days, not the real whiteboard days, would laugh at me when I picked up a piece of chalk to draw on the chalkboard, unless I was drawing a chocolate bar to do fractions. If I was going to try to draw anything else, I'd say, Miss Dyer, what is that? (laughs) You know, so I know. But it's not drawing, unless you're April. (laughs) Not to breathe. But yeah, we, we just have a wonderful time. So... I think our next one we have scheduled is for August 19th, if that works. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk to you, but we hope so. And uh, if not, then we will change that. But uh, that's what we have, and it's just, it's amazing. Joanne, what does your, your aunt say?
just wanted to say that Rosa uh, shared a beautiful story about butterflies. And, you know, we're all familiar with butterflies. But she talked about her piece of art, and it was about butterflies. And she just went into this history. And I'd never heard of it. It was you, right? Yeah, she went into this history, and I'd never heard of it before. N many of us hadn't, and it just was so beautiful, so beautiful. <laughs> and Mich oh, Jamie, you want to share something? And and here's here's another cool thing. You don't like when you go to share your art. You think you're just going to share your art, but sometimes when you open your mouth, all of a sudden the the tears start coming out. And that was Natalie. <laughs> she went to share, and then she just couldn't, you know, contain what God was doing. I just want to say that Crystal does an amazing job. I hadn't been for a couple of years. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it. I just, I, I'm not that. Anyway, I don't feel like I'm that artistic, so I struggle anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, at the we have a thing called Fanning the Flames that we're doing, like, on a monthly basis. And at that meeting... Um, I felt like I had gotten a word kind of for Mark and Jane and our church family. And um, the word was, it was actually part of a song. And it was the build a boat song. It's like on Christian radio right now. But the lyric said, you will lead me to the promised land. Everything you say is going to happen, even though I haven't seen it. I will build a boat in the sand where they say it never rains. I will stand up in faith. I'll do anything it takes. With your wind in my sails, your love never fails or fades. So mine, yesterday I started, and I just prayed, like, God, where do you want me to start? Because, again, I don't feel that artistic. <laughs> so I just got, you know, like a pool. And so I just started doing the blue, and then it kind of led into an ocean, and then we got the decals, and um, but the words, she had us put words in the middle of these squares that we kind of layered on, or, yeah, layered on one another. And let's see, and I felt like they pertain to the church. Crystal th thinks it pertains to me, too, which it might, but I really felt like <laughs> So um, it was for... Our church body, it was set sail. This is what family looks like. We will make a difference. Take chances. Miracles happen here. Embrace the chaos. I know sometimes this church is a little bit different from maybe other churches you visited. Um, but the Holy Spirit, it's a beautiful chaos. Um, so we just encourage everybody to embrace it. We are fearless independent and original never doubt your instinct um i felt like it was an encouragement to embrace the journey we're stronger than we were yesterday we are to hold tight the, and we have the presence of wonder here and we love with all our hearts and heart healing is a major thing for our church and definitely very central to Mark and Jane. And then remember to play. Like I said, in the chaos, there's a lot of playfulness here, a lot of laughter, a lot of joy. To trust your crazy ideas. And to be honest, like, to me, this is a little crazy. 
and if you're not artistic like it's it's just kind of a jumble um but like to you it's beautiful how i mean everybody's piece um like somebody was talking earlier this morning just about how they didn't know if you know like they would understand somebody else's art but i feel like with the words on there you could totally see into their heart and just the colors and, and and two what was amazing to me was how different they looked up close so they would present it and talk about it and then when you got it in front of you it was like a whole different feel it was it was really um i'll finish own own your dreams and i put i love us so um anyway so thanks thank you but that last thing she said, how it looks so different from a distance, but then when you got up close, it's just like people. You know, we can see someone and we, and we see something, but, you know, it's not always correct. Or, but when they get up close and you really get to know them and you spend some time with them or talk to them or just say hello and they begin to open up, what you saw before is totally different up close because you've actually we've actually taken the time to get to know them so beautiful thank you crystal and thank you for everyone that was part of that um sherry um was praying before we had our prayer meeting and she's just going to share because i thought this was really cool and exciting <laughs> uh, this morning early i was in the kitchen preparing the coffee and stuff and I asked the Lord to give me a word for this morning because we have prayer, you know, from 10 to 10.30. And what I saw was a vision. I get visions more than words. And I saw a vision of a stage, and the curtain comes open. And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to see a, the, uh, a theater production here. You know, it's so <laughs> away from Jane. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, and the Lord, and I saw the people come out, the actors, and the Lord said, it's curtain call, it's final call. It wasn't the beginning, it was the end. And so, you know, from that I heard the Lord say, are we ready? Are we prepared for the curtain call? Are we prepared for the last, you know, when they come out to take their bows, get their flowers, their rewards, people stand up and clap. We're here to make a difference. We're here to take the love of the Lord to everyone love them where they're at, which is hard sometimes. And we're here to get a close relationship with the Lord. And that's the act that we're in. We're not in a Broadway production. We're in a world production of us being the actors to take everything to the, to the people, to take the Lord, to take what he has given us. It's not ours to keep, it's to give. So that's all I saw was this final. I just feel in response to that i just feel like to invite you us all to stand just to just to so just to say thank you father for what you've done in my life because we're here because he has been working in our lives we would not have had this journey so this morning father we give you thanks and praise because you have you've set us free you've shown us you've revealed heaven and earth and um only the spirit of god can do that we've been born again We've been born from one kingdom to another, and we, we worship you and give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Several people have said what a family this is, and that always gladdens my heart because that's our desire, 
Uh, this is a place for kids of all ages. You know, there's Joanne's aunt who's 101. She's not here this morning, but you know, but we've heard from several of our older kids this morning, haven't we, Sherry? And <laughs> but also the younger ones too. You know, so there's Caleb and Renzo dancing around at the front here, and um, uh, it's it's beautiful that church is a family, and. Uh, um, as a family, we want to make a difference, as you've heard, and I'm excited by the increasing impact that we're having. As we look forward, obviously we're in the middle of the summer here, but we're already looking forward to the fall. Uh, you know, those with school-age kids are already bracing themselves. Those who are in teaching are already bracing themselves. <laughs> Special prayers for them. <laughs> Aren't they, Cynthia? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's beautiful to see the impact increasing uh, through groups like last night, uh, but also through our gatherings together on Sunday mornings. I wanted to mention something to you uh, that's coming up uh, just after the schools go back, actually. It's the weekend after. August 25th and 26th will be our next My Sister's Closet. Uh, and when we call it my sister's closet, it's the sisters that run it, but actually it's a closet for everyone. There's kids' clothes, men's clothes, uh, as well as ladies. Uh, it's totally free to come and shop uh, a few household things. I don't generally broadcast that, though. I don't want to turn the place into a goodwill. Uh, it's clothing. Uh, and occasional extra bits, <laughs> and uh, so. Um, but uh, uh, my sister's closet uh, is Friday three till eight in the afternoon, and then Saturday nine till twelve, uh, right here on August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Donations obviously being accepted, and then at the same time we also run a spirit cafe, uh, which we started last time. We ran sister's closet, and that happens in the in the family room. And there are different stations there for people to select what they want to do, what, how they want to receive. Uh, there's uh, words of encouragement, prayer for physical healing, dream interpretation, prayer for spiritual cleansing, as well as a peace treatment option. Uh, and then there's refreshments along with that. So all of us get to be involved in that in whatever way. Uh, but primarily, you can start getting involved by making sure everybody you know knows about it and plans to come. And then pray, yes. Uh, so I want to pass these out. Can I give those to you, love? Thank you. Um, take as many as you need. We can all easily print more and uh, pass them around. It'll be going out on Facebook um, and into all the local community groups. Uh, but take it, uh, display it wherever you can because we want this to make an impact. We want people to taste what it looks like for church to be a family just as we enjoy. And let me say again, we say it most weeks, but uh, children, you are the central part of what we're doing, okay? So the fact that you want to dance or you want to shriek or you want to throw things, <laughs> it, check with mum or dad, but, <laughs> um, but it doesn't bother us. You're welcome in the room. Of course, if the children get bored with listening to the guy at the front going on and on and on, there is a room at the back there with, uh, with some toys and activities in it, but they are welcome to make themselves at home wherever because we are all ages God's children. So that's that. And uh, uh, I'm, I am going to tell you about Florida. Jane and I were in Florida last week. Uh, but Well, actually, let me do that first, uh, and then I'll lead on to the other exciting announcement that we've got. Uh, in Florida last week, we had a wonderful time. We went to visit the two Catch the Fire churches in Florida. Uh, there's one in Orlando, which is led by Greg and Valerie Ellis. And uh, we were with them on Saturday and then uh, spoke on Sunday morning. Uh, for their church family. We had a great time with them. Uh, we met a couple from 
Norway who are very prophetic and had a great time ministering to them. It's beautiful just to be able to go to other places and just give away what we have. And so what we were, I'm going to talk a little bit this morning if we ever get to the Bible, but we will do some point um, uh, about some of the things that we talked about there as well. But it was wonderful to see the, uh, the impact in people's lives, just of having visitors from outside come and minister and, and, and impart what we carry from here as a gift from Myrtle Beach to Orlando. And then we jumped in the car and we drove over to Tampa and we met with them on, on Sunday evening. And uh, the church in Tampa is, is amazing because they've just got a new building. It's a little bit like us, actually. It's kind of, kind of small, uh, but at the same time full of great potential. So in this building, well, the building itself is big, but it's in different pieces. And they're actually going to have a coffee shop as well as their meeting room, uh, as well as a print shop, um, all on the premises. And, and it's a, a good kids' area there as well. Um, and what they're going to do, they're directly opposite a high school, just across the, the highway from them. Uh, and then d sort of diagonal catty corner from them is the biggest park in the city where the city arranges a big sort of citywide party every Friday. Uh, and so they are able to do outreach once a month, every every the last Friday of every month, excuse me, monthly. Uh, they do outreach every month, uh, just greeting people, handing out water bottles and hot dogs, and, and they're going to have this coffee shop where they can employ kids from the high school. Uh, the print shop, they'll be able to employ kids from the high school. They'll be able to have a turnover of people. It's just this wonderful blend of being in the marketplace and being in the city and being the church, which is just how we love to be too only just moved there so they're in the middle of it's you know a sense of chaos but that you know like we just said um but they they're right in the middle just being okay with it we're just doing step by step what we need to do next and um so that's that's great they, they came from a hard place um spiritually and so they are they're getting stronger every time there's opposition we get stronger right so amen and uh, that's why Jamie mentioned about how strong our value for healing is. Uh, the Freedom and Wholeness team uh, that we, we gathered before the summer will begin meeting again. So if you're on the Freedom and Wholeness team, our next meeting is this Wednesday at 7. Um, and then we'll meet again in September. We'll begin to announce then how you can access the Freedom and Wholeness team in order for you to grow uh, in your wholeness uh, and also learn to minister to others. So uh, uh, that's happening. Uh, but uh, Fanning the Flame, Jamie mentioned as well, this month's Fanning the Flame will be at the end of the month. It's on uh, the 23rd. And thank you. Um, that's an evening simply set aside to worship God, to minister to God, and to receive from God. So we may minister to one another as part of that, flow in the prophetic, and so on. But we want to simply spend time in God's presence and be changed by Him. Is that correct? Good. Um, and, um, and now I lost my train of thought. Yes, thank you. So while we were in Florida talking with the two different pastors and their lead teams down there, uh, once again the idea that has come to us in the past, I, I, several folks in this room know that our calling is to be an equipping center. And that's the, the way, that's the reason God has placed us in this building. That's the reason why God has drawn us together. That's the reason we have the Freedom and Wholeness team. But now we've uh, suddenly, <laughs> God likes to work in suddenlies, doesn't he? Suddenly this door has opened for us where we can actually start a Bible school right here. 
led by us, that's not just sitting and listening to somebody on a video talking to you, but where we actually get to open the Bible together, work through a curriculum together, and discuss it around the table, as it were. And so this is a very exciting opportunity because it's not a high cost, but it does give you an accredited associate's degree at the end of two years. So you're looking at two hours a week on a Thursday night uh, where we would gather together, and over the two-year period, the total it will cost you is $1,500. And you can pay that $100 a month for 15 months. They'll set up a regular thing from your bank or your card or whatever. So it's very low cost, uh, but also a really good curriculum that really aligns with our values. So really excited about that. We've got a little video that we can put on in the family room after the meeting uh, to show you a bit about that. And uh, again, we'd love you to pass the word around because it's not just for us in this room. It's for anybody in the community who wants to be able to start that process of discipleship and equipping for ministry at a deeper level that would be recognized across the, the, the body of Christ. So very exciting, and that'll start in September. So the Thursday after Labor Day, we'll begin that. So uh, you'll hear more about it as we go. Have I said everything that I said I would need to say? I think I have. What I want to do is to... Carol, I'm sorry. Yes, you wanted to say something, didn't you? This still has to do with reaching out to our community. And in our community right now, we, we have probably 2,000-plus J-1 students that are here on a J-1 student work visa. We've been, I've been working with them, uh, with YWAM and many multiple churches and ministries throughout the city. And I, we meet on Monday evenings uh, from here on out just for the month of August. We had been doing Mondays and Wednesdays. And it's just a time of getting to know the international students, making relationships with them, and sharing Jesus. And we've had some miraculous things happen. People that are, uh, a lot of the Muslims are saying, they're speaking the name of Jesus now. They haven't made that commitment yet, but they've actually spoken, not just God, but Jesus. And we see this as an outreach into the community. Will they be here forever? No, they go back the end of August, 1st of September, go back to their own country and, uh, begin to go back to school. But why, what I want to announce this morning is tomorrow evening, probably starting about 7 or 7.30, our own DJ, Alex, will be there with the kids. So Renee and Alex will be there. You're welcome to come. There's no cost. You would come just as a visitor. You wouldn't have to fill out any paperwork. Just tell them you're with me or you're with Alex and Renee, and uh, I would probably be there helping to check you in anyhow. But there's free food, there's games, there's all kinds of ways that you can interact with the internationals. We have folks there from Belarus, from Russia, from the Ukraine, uh, from Thailand, from Malaysia, from the Philippines, from Turkey, and it goes on and on. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Yes. Midtown Vineyard Church, that's at 36 North, 27 North, sorry, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Yeah. The big parking lot where they do the Jeep Jam and all of the, the 
car shows and things. It's just north of that, uh, 27th north. Okay, grab your Bibles or your, your phones with the Bible apps. And uh, I want us to have a bit of a discussion. Not because I'm lazy. I could just talk to you about this, but I want you to talk to me about it too. Is that okay? Well, let's look at Romans chapter 12. And I've just limited it to two verses, but it ties in very much with what I talked about two weeks ago, but also it overlaps a lot with what Fount was talking about last week. Wasn't that wonderful? Uh, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, uh, Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. In the ESV it says, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, and outdo one another in showing honor. That's what we're going to focus on together. And I want to start out with that first phrase, let love be genuine. You see, we're a church family that's known for love. Most people who come in here feel loved right from the first get-go. <laughs> um, and that's good. But when Paul says, let love be genuine, what he's talking about is something I think we all need to grow in. I think we've all grown in it to some degree, but it's something I think God wants to really put his finger on. Um, because the word genuine comes from the Greek word uh, that means without hypocrisy. The word hypocrisy, or the Greek equivalent of it, was what they used for the actors in the theater. Have you seen the Greek theater masks? They all wore masks to demonstrate who they were supposed to be. Have you ever been in a setting where people wore masks to look like they were supposed to look? Hmm, I see some of those faces. We've all been in churches like that. In fact, probably the church in America is the place where people wear masks the most <laughs> to look like they ought to look in their estimation. Yes. <laughs> and I think Renzo has got a revelation of what God thinks about that. I think God thinks it's hilarious that we keep trying to pretend to look like something when we're not. Or that we try to mask the truth of what's going on with us. So let me ask you this. What masks do we wear when we're together? What masks do we wear when we gather? Uh, and, and why do we wear them? Anybody? Insecurity, okay, yeah. Shame. Fear. Definitely, yes. Control. To hide behind them, yeah, that's right. Which could be all of the things that other people have said, isn't it? <laughs> it's all the ways that we want to, uh, I just need to put my mask on. Yeah, that's right. I know I can think of many times I've st stopped in the parking lot before walking in to make sure my mask was straight. <laughs> and to remember you know, what I needed to project so that nobody found out what was really going on. Yeah. But So those are some of the reasons why we wear them. What, are some of the, what does it look like when we wear a mask, when we're pretending? What kind of pretenses are we projecting? 
Happiness, yeah. I'm okay. Thank you. The Christian four-letter F word. Roger's heard me speak on this before. You know what the Christian four-letter F word is? Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Still remember in a previous church where Jane decided to be honest with a friend one day and the friend said, how are you? And Jane said, well, not that great really. And the friend said, oh good, and went off into the ladies' room. <laughs> because she had expected Jane to say, I'm fine. <laughs> now there's been a lot of forgiveness since then and it's all good, but isn't that the, the consequence of wearing masks? We fail to make connections with one another and who loses when we do that? All of us. Totally. Yes, exactly. So let love be genuine. How has God helped you to take your mask off? Because as I look around the room, most of you, I would say, don't wear masks, at least the majority of the time, which is good. But anybody want to share, how has God helped you to just show up as you? Pruning? Do you want to tell us a little bit more? I mean, don't disclose anything you're not comfortable disclosing. But Beautiful. So pruning is about being put in a place by God where, you're, where you feel stuck <laughs> or where you feel hemmed in or where you feel, yeah, <laughs> all of that. And you think, what did I get wrong? But actually God's doing something good in you, in the frustration of it, in the hardship of it, until, and it's what Jesus talks about in the parable of the of the when he talks about I'm the vine and you're the branches and he says that if you're fruitful father's going to cut bits off <laughs> so that big chunks okay yes <laughs> I guess it depends how much you grew because <laughs> actually a vine doesn't produce grapes if it's got too many leaves that's a very important point thank you Cynthia Awesome. So the Holy Spirit got you to feel emotions that you were not allowing yourself to feel. 
Yeah, I love that. And this part of the freedom and wholeness process is about recognizing where I've built a wall between me and something that I don't want to face <laughs> um, and being able to allow God to take that wall down. That's beautiful. Crystal. Right, so the come to Jesus moment of being sick of who I am. Yeah, that's good. Or who I'm not, but who I'm pretending to be. Yeah, I think it's good that masks are uncomfortable because in the end you do get fed up with them. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm Phoebe briefly and then Sherry briefly. Ooh. Beautiful. So that recognition of how God made you got you to the place where you were actually comfortable to take the mask off and come into peace with who you are. That's that's invaluable. Yes. Sherry. Excellent, yeah. Yes. I'm glad to be me. Yes. Thank you, Father. That, uh, yeah, excellent. Why don't we say that to him? It's of course, Karen. Right. Excellent. Thank you for saying that because that leads us on to what I'm going to say in just a moment. But yes, other people are very often the way that God helps us to take our masks off. That's beautiful. Why don't we all say to God right now, I'm glad I'm me. Thank you for making me. Wonderful. So that's let love be genuine. Love is only love when we take our masks off. And we've talked about how God helps us to do that. Then he goes on to say, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And so I thought, hmm, okay, how do I figure this out? And first of all, the Lord showed me, this is while I was speaking about this in Orlando, he showed me that if there was a dead raccoon outside the door here in the parking lot that had been there for a week, yeah, apologies to the people who are very visual and very tuned into their emotions, but the look on your faces, I think I've just shown you what abhor means. Okay? 
So we're to have that kind of reaction to what is evil. Well, then I thought, well, what is evil? And so I looked it up. And do you know that the word translated evil there is literally striving or toiling? It's working hard and under pressure. So Paul is saying we need to detect the stink of striving and back away from it. Abhor what is evil. And that, of course, reminds us that we go here often because it's important we remember it. But do you remember how the fall happened? Satan, the deceiver, tricked Adam and Eve into doing things in their own way, not doing it God's way. Because he fell for the same lie in Isaiah 14. I will make myself like the Most High. I will ascend. I will do this. I will do that. That whole idea of striving and toiling to be something. But of course, that's so often why we put the mask on. That's the catch, isn't it? (laughs) When we put the mask on, our love is no longer genuine because we're not stinking, getting rid of the stink of striving. We're actually embracing it because we've fallen for it again. One of the ways that motivates me to strive is the search for significance. That's why I had you say, I'm glad I'm me, or thank you for making me me. Because when you recognize that, not just with your head, but with your heart, now it's safe to stop striving for significance. But too many of us, and sadly the church has taught us this, we're striving to be something. We're searching for significance because we haven't understood the significance of who we are in Christ because the Father loves us. We haven't understood our identity as children of God. Um, And then when we strive for significance, this ties into what Karen was saying about other people can help us to see we need to take our masks off. When you get into a group like this, I can guarantee you somebody is going to trip over your search for significance. They're going to say something or do something or not say something or not do something that brings to the forefront anything of insecurity that's left in me, anything of insignificance that's left in me. And you know what? When that happens, we come out swinging, don't we? It's tragic, but we do. (laughs) We either come out swinging or we do what <laughs> what Cynthia did. You know, you, you put the mask back on and pretend that you're fine. <laughs> you're not fine, you're pretending. Those two are a contradiction. <laughs> but when we get around other people, it's, uh, it's, um, it's easier to spot if we're striving for position or we're striving for a title or... Too many churches, too many Christians are looking to be recognized as the, you know, the, the leader of this or the, the apostle of that or the evangelist of the other or whatever. Uh, what I love about our church family is that we really don't have any titles. Yes, I know Jane and I are called the lead pastor, so that's only because Duncan and Kate told us we needed to put something on our cards so you know who's running this show. We don't have titles, we don't have hierarchy, we don't have pedestals because we don't really want that. 
Now, we do want spiritual fathers and mothers. We've talked about that before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. That's very different. Because <laughs> any of you who've been a father or a mother know that that's not a position of great power. It's actually a position of great servanthood. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Did you hear that, kids? Dad said amen loudly. <laughs> It's your privilege, exactly, yes. <laughs> so, um, we're to abhor what is evil. Get used to the smell, or no, get, get used to recognizing the smell of striving. Because once you've met one dead raccoon, you'll smell them much more easily, right? You drive down the highway, you know, Jane will go, ooh, what's that? Like, oh, I hadn't noticed. But then as soon as she said, oh, what's that? Yeah, there it is. Well, God wants us to have that same sensitivity to when striving rises up in us because it's our old human nature that God wants to bring to death. And you know how I bring it to death? The person sitting next to you will offend you or do you wrong <laughs> or upset you so that you see there's still a bit left. And then you can say, Father, would you come into that and bring healing to me? Would you show me my true identity? Would you enable me to hold fast to what is good? That's the second half of the verse, isn't it? When it says hold fast to what is good, the good there is inwardly good. It's good that whether you see it or not, it's all good. It's God's goodness. And the hold fast, the Greek word, is the word that's used for glue. Stick to God's goodness. It's the word that's also used um, for healing a wound, which is why what I said just now is so important. Father, would you come and stick your goodness over the pain I felt so that I get to benefit from your healing? That wound that that friend or that neighbor or that person who I met at church put their finger in by accident or by intention, either way, I don't want that wound to be open anymore. Would you come and glue it back together, make it how you made it to be in the first place? Bring healing to me. So what are some of the ways that we can let God's goodness stick to us? Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's really good. Anybody else? How does God's goodness stick to us, <laughs> bring healing to us? By knowing His Word. 
and remembering what he's done in the past. Beautiful. So we've got over here, we've got choosing, <laughs> right? Choosing not the strife path, but the turn back to God, live in the peace that only he can give. And over here, remembering what he's done in the past and also re remembering and rehearsing meditating on his word. Thank you, that's good. That uh, leads us on to the second verse to finish up with. This will go a little quicker. Um, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. That's what true community looks like, isn't it? To love one another with brotherly affection and to outdo one another in showing honor. You see, that's Holy Spirit's purpose for all of us. He actually wants to restore us to Eden condition. That's his plan. He wants to restore us to Eden condition through our relationship with Jesus and the Father. And he puts us together with other people as part of that process. So everything we've talked about is Holy Spirit's plan to help you and I get back towards what we should have been like in the beginning before it all went wrong. Where the man and the woman were naked and unashamed. They had no masks. They actually had no clothes. I don't recommend that we go back to that. But no masks and no shame is a great way to go. I saw a thing on, uh, sorry, you know I'm addicted to memes and Facebook stuff. And I saw a meme the other day that, you know, uh, I really felt like, uh, um, what is it? When, when, I, when I'm folding laundry, I really want to become a naturist. And then I look in the mirror and I go back to folding laundry. outdo one another in showing honor. Thank you. It certainly is, isn't it? Yes. It really is amazing, isn't it? I'll come to that in just a second, Alicia. I'll just say something about what Crystal said. If you want to work at anything... Work at outdoing everybody else in showing honor to everybody else. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when the world tells you to outdo everybody else, you know what to do now. <laughs> you don't want to outdo them in, in earnings or in reputation or whatever, outdo them in showing honor. That's really cool. I love it. So think about someone that you care about because they care about you. Just think of somebody right now. Yeah, and you can hug them if you're married to them. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> We've all got someone who we know cares for us, right? And you care about them because they care about you. Well, that's a little snapshot of what this verse is talking about. Love one another with brotherly affection is what the uh, ESV says. But what it really looks like is it's a combination of the, you know, there are four Greek words for love. Agape is God's love. And that's the word that's used at the beginning where it says love one another. Agape one another with phileo storge. 
now we're getting really complicated, but phileo is friendship love or family love. That's where the city Philadelphia gets its name from. Its reputation slipped a bit, but that's where the name came from. <laughs> Brotherly love. Okay. <laughs> we're not going down the politics route. We don't have time. <laughs> Nor the inclination or the desire. But phileo is brotherly love. It's the love you have for friends. You know, I love getting together. I love getting together with you for breakfast yesterday, Robert. That was great. You know, brotherly love in action. I mean, it helps if you've got some breakfast to go with it, but brotherly love. But then storge is nurturing love. It's the love that a mother has for a baby. And we've got that in our church family too. There's one over there. <laughs> There's another one over here chasing one around who's more mobile. You know, motherly love, nurturing love. So you agape one another with phileo storge. So basically you mash all the loves together. The, only, the other Greek word for love is eros, by the way, which means love that suits me and works for me and stuff the rest of you. <laughs> Oh, was that on the recording? Oops. <laughs> but So we don't want that one. But the other three are really helpful. <laughs> and so that's what it's saying. And then he goes on to say, outdo one another in showing honor. The word honor, just in case we're wondering, well, how do I do that? The word honor is timeo. And it means that I'm, uh, I'm uh, recognizing the value of somebody or something. Have you ever been to a store and seen something really nice and thought, oh, that looks lovely, and then you look at the price tag and you go, ooh, <laughs> ouch, because you suddenly realize it's actually more valuable than you realized, yeah? Well, that's the same word, timeo, for honor, where uh, you're recognizing the value of somebody else because of the price they've paid to be them. Every one of us has paid a price to become who we are. Right? We've gone through stuff. Now, if you, you to honor father and mother, sometimes that can be a challenge. Right? Because there are no perfect parents. This is another good place for dad to say Amen. Amen. <laughs> there are no perfect parents, but I'm going to pick on you guys because you're visiting and you're friends and it's okay, right? <laughs> so, so Shamel and Avishai and, and brain went blank. Eliash, thank you. Uh, he and she paid a huge price for you three to be sitting there, didn't they? Yeah? And that's what we honor them for even when they don't behave like they deserve honor, which I'm sure they never do, but if they did, just hypothetically, we prize them for the price they've paid. That's how I learned to honor my parents, who are both in glory now, but I honored them for the price they'd paid for me to be here and to be me. And that's what we do with one another when we outdo one another in showing honor. We actually recognize the price that each person has paid to get to where they are. And then we exercise mutual submission. Submission's not a popular word, is it? But we need to make it popular because it's crucial to showing honor. Submission is just simply two words put together. Sub means under, right? Right? like submarine, not the sandwich, but the 
see going craft. Sub means under. Mission means mission. What you're going for, what you're here for, what your purpose in life is. So when I want to submit to you, I need to figure out what is your mission in life and how can I get under that and help to lift it up. That's mutual submission. How can I help you become everything God wants you to be? Which, as those of you who've been here for any time know, that is one of our major core values. We don't want you to turn out like anybody else. We want you to become you. That's why we want to outdo ourselves in showing honor to each one and making room for each one. And whenever there is a conflict or a disagreement or some kind of flare-up, which there will be, because we're human, right? <laughs> None of us is perfect yet. But when that happens, our goal is always to resolve it in a way that moves you and me closer to how God wants us to be. And we can only do that when we show honor. We can only do that when we choose submission. Sadly, the church has taught us that if things don't go the way I want them to, well, and I'm out of here, I'll find another one. And so we miss out on the process over and over again. I could go on for weeks on that one, but I won't. But God wants to bring us into rest. And I'll talk about that another week. But it came out in what we were talking about earlier, didn't it? Resting in who we really are, knowing God's love is the only way we can do this. But it's vital that we do it because that's how we can let love be genuine. That's our heart here. And I know it's your hearts, all of you, who are part of our time together this morning. And so what I want to do as we close is I want to pray that Holy Spirit will help us with that. There's a couple of specific things I think he showed me to pray, but let's just close our eyes. And if you want to just put a hand on your heart so you're saying, God, I'm letting you do what you want to do. I want to hold fast to what is good. I want to let the glue of your goodness come and bring healing to any wounds in my life. I want the goodness of God to be so filling my life that I overflow to others. So, Father, as we sit before you just briefly now, first of all, I want to repent, Father, for any ways that I've given in to striving, any ways that I've tried to make something of myself apart from you, any ways that I've worn a mask and tried to project an image of what I think I should be rather than accepting who I am and who I will be. So would you forgive me, Father, for striving to do things for you that would have established my identity because I recognize now they don't. They actually hinder my identity. So I turn away from that path. Would you sensitize me to the stench of striving in order that I can come to you, my Father, who loves me just as I am and who loves me too much to leave me the way I am. So, Father, as we're quiet before you now, we want to embrace a different way, a new way, where your revelation of love goes deep in my heart. 
where the identity that flows to me from that revelation of love is the foundation of who I am and what I do. Where I can do things from rest in my identity in you. And Father, what I sensed you wanted me to pray as we close is to bless the heart of submission that everyone in this room already carries, that it would grow and become even more effective and even more fruitful as we show honor to one another, as we outdo one another in showing honor. Let us Seek and nurture the best in one another. Your best. Your plans. Your destiny. Your purpose. Would you equip us to bring out the beauty and the wholeness in one another? In Jesus' name. Amen. I love meeting with you lot. I love the way that you talk back. <laughs> do it to one another. Be blessed. Have a great week. Come on back next Sunday. We'll do some more. Amen. Oh, are we doing communion? I completely forgot. Yes, if you have time, we'll do communion together because it's a great way to celebrate being family, right? So, Father, thank you that Jesus died for every one of us. And as we receive his broken body, you reaffirm your covenant with us. Thank you for the blood that was shed that is very, very powerful in repelling the enemy, of disinfecting the stench of striving. So as we come, we're going to leave behind every element of doing it my own way. And we're going to affirm you've put us together to do it your way. Thank you for your family. Thank you for this meal. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. The crack ministry team has leapt into action. Come and get the elements. Uh, don't receive alone. Just get with one or two others. Give thanks for them and bless them as you receive.